0: This week on the Push Bullets Podcast, we talk about the intricacies of our decision-making in and outside of coaching a client. Also, what TV shows are we watching at the moment? Three, two, one, and the Olympics are finished, Dan. Hey guys, welcome to the Push4Legs podcast for myself, Dan i And me, Tom Hall. That was the hardest start to podcast ever because uh, Dan interrupted me three, three times. Um, <laughs> so hey, hey, You should just you should just run with it. It was fine. It was fine. It was just run fine. With it. Everybody's looking for the absolute quality and professionalism from this podcast. So we of will course. Uh, uh, maintain those high standards. We've never done anything silly. No, we're all good. Absolutely Ooh, not good. Hey, um, how are you? I'm all right. Thank you, mate. I am um,
1: good. Yeah, I'm all right. I have my second job today. Didn't die. Not microchipped, So all okay, hopefully.
0: Um, oh, let me Google my Dan Meek tracker. Just uh, yeah. see where you are. Oh, in, in your office. Good. Okay. In my office. <laughs> there you go. Um, I've got mine tomorrow as you're listening to this today. Um, yeah. Lovely. Lovely job. Yeah, me isn't it? Me and Dan can start traveling across the world. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be going to Dubai soon
1: because it's now on the ambulance. So I think I've got oh, four weeks after my second jab. I think I can go. I think that class is that class not is not double. But yeah. you can't literally go on the day. Um, you know, you get your second shot. It has to have time to build up and, you know, all the anti, you know, whatever they do, you know, microchips, shit, builds up. Done it over time. So I've got to wait. Um, so yeah, I think I'll probably go like the first week as was well, back at school or something like that, maybe September. Um, go over there, see young Michael for the first time in, it'll be a year pretty much, I think. Jesus. just strange,
0: saying that loud. <laughs> oh, yeah. Best time of your life, mate. I... Yeah. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah. I've not booked anywhere to go away abroad. We're going to go to the Cotswolds, I believe, for a... Some days in a couple of weeks, so there won't be a podcast that week, unfortunately. Um, last week of August. Um, there you go. Yeah, mean be lovely. Because um, I was just like, I'm just not fussed until I had my second jab, and then like it was four weeks later, I wasn't fussed about going away abroad. Mm. But yeah, just change of scenery, be a uh, yeah, just go to a spa hotel and then just basically just be like, ugh, that's that's what I want to do. If I'm truly honest, I'm just blech, yeah, shut down for a week. Uh, now that pretty much everything's done, PT go boom, um, boom, boom. It's all lovely, but I guess um, we got a little rundown of what's happening today on the uh, show. But um, first things first, I had a little uh, the lovely Hut Group. Um, that is the holding company of My Protein. Um, they have lots of companies. The end. They invited me and Luke up for Friday, which was lovely. It was nice. I saw some of those. You had go. a nice meal out, didn't you? It looked like real posh. It did look real posh. So the Hut Group own a lot of stuff. So <laughs> they tend to be like, oh, we own that hotel. Cool. <laughs> we'll go there. Um, yeah, we own that country club. So we'll go there for that. Um, yeah, so it was all all lovely, all paid for, all expenses on my protein. So thank you. Um, nice, nice day. Obviously, we we got to talk some business. Where like we went to Omega, um, which I'm I'm not too sure why they call it Omega. So that's the last letter of uh, the the uh, Latin alphabet, Greek alphabet, Greek alphabet. I don't know too sure. Greek I know Alpha is the first, Omega is the last. So I'm not too sure why they call it that. But that is their million square feet factory which is just outside manchester um that seems a bit big it is a bit big but obviously that's not just my protein so the heart group own a lot of beauty products like brands yeah. and stuff like that so they make all that stuff there as well and then we I was like and don't get so, that wrong don't get that wrong don't mix your foundation with your <laughs> Can you imagine yeah i know well, hell, putting that all over your face I, my biggest question was like because so my uh, my girlfriend's uh, family has some factories elsewhere, like um, and not in protein but clothing. And I was like, why on earth? I was like, I was like, I, I get why you're here, but no, no offense. And I'm like, oh, those British jobs. Didn't understand why you had such a big factory in Britain from a cost perspective yeah. and a business perspective, um, especially one that large. Um, I didn't quite understand that. so But they did also, they have like the, the, the equivalent in like Poland and then they have the equivalent in America um, and then one more somewhere else apparently and then like lots of scattered around. But it was cool to see the inner workings and hands down, like God bless the people who are in there. Um, I couldn't do that job just for, I, I, I realised I, there's, there's a lot of repetitive nature in our jobs, Dan, but there's a lot more freedom to do stuff and I, I wouldn't be able to work at the factory. Um, That is, yeah, a skill I do not have, basically. So fair enough to them. Mm -hmm. We were, uh, we were there whilst there was like shift changeover as well. Jesus Christ, that's manic! Like people just like rushing in, like metal scanner, like worry a hotel, like the hotel, like the airport scanner, like when you're coming in and out. I had to like take out like all my earrings and all that kind of crap. So because obviously stuff's not allowed to fall out and into my protein stuff. Um, so yeah, we got to see all that. Went to Hale Country Club, which uh, Jordan Henderson was there. Uh, hi Jordan. I mean, that's that's he's nobody, so I don't worry about it's that. Nobody. You know I mean, big big. He's a big listener. Um, Shit footballer. And then um, it was was quite funny. So obviously, in the world of my protein and gym shark and nutrition and these clothing brands, um, they have an influencer basis where they have people who are like training with them or at their clubs uh, based off like their influence and whatever and they're being signed and uh, they were like oh yeah so yeah we're gonna meet ryan terry and then me and luke just like who's that then um is that john terry like john terry yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're just like and like me especially me like i have yeah no you wouldn't have idea. a clue who he is <laughs> <laughs> i was like he could have been a dance player for you know
1: uh, yeah i was like yeah. he doesn't
0: look like didn't look like a dance player but um yeah or like so obviously some of the students we went up with so the my protein academy people the uh pt scheme that we took up with us to like to see what they've been doing as well it was a big like last hurrah for them as a cohort um yeah they were like oh we're gonna meet him it's amazing oh i was like couldn't pick him out of a lineup no idea what's he do they were like olympia i was like olympics olympia i was like oh like the horse trials no uh i was obviously like dicking on him by then i was like i know mr olympia or whatever yeah that's fine i was just i have no i have little to zero interest in that i'm I'm really sorry (laughs) i basically i just asked i was like is he on drugs they were like Oh uh, yeah, a lot. I was like, lovely. <laughs> he seemed yeah. like a he, he was a really lovely chap though. He like reposted all of like the, the student stuff on his Instagrams and like liked it all comment and stuff. So fair, fair play yeah. to the guy. Doesn't always do that. I'm sure there would have been a little push from my protein to make sure he did, but yeah, lovely. Yeah, that's good, isn't that? Lovely, lovely. Yeah, but also the, the offices there. What a mess. Jesus. Like I wouldn't be able to deal with that. <laughs> I'd be like, "All right, we're sorting this out." Um, <laughs> crazy. Oh, I can't stand that. I hate it. I can't.
1: I can't yeah. be. Like, I, I, I'm bad with my desktop. It has to be pretty much clean, like to a
0: certain degree. Um, I hate people like that. I think it. I think it's 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 very much a, a basis of we went to like the MP clothing thing. And like, it's just like clothing lines quite like spread all over the place. Like I suppose, yeah, all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) I'm the guy who like, I I lectured one of my trainers on the weekend about like uh, putting plates on, on the bar when he was just like that. We had like 25 kilos as the base plate. And then like he'd put on like a 15 and then he put on a 10 afterwards. And I was like, Gary, what does 15 and 10 equal? It was like 25. I was like, so why haven't we put another 25 on instead of having those two plates? As soon as something adds up to 20 or 25, we get rid of it and we put that on. I was like, so we can fit more on the bar and it looked better and my OCD doesn't go crazy. Um, yeah. That's the real reason. <laughs> yeah. OCD. I hate, yeah. I hate people who are just like, I'm like that five and that 10 and another 10 all add up to a perfect, lovely number. Why don't you just go get that plate? Um, weird. Why would it be like? Why do I carry around? It's like, yeah, I will just carry around twenty five pound notes. No, no, either five twenties or two fifties is perfectly fine. Why would you carry that many five pound notes? Like, dumb. Don't understand it. Um, yeah, but good. Good Friday, long, long Friday. Yeah, five a.m. till I didn't get in. Well, we didn't stop drinking at the hotel till midnight one a.m. So. It's a long good. old day, isn't it, That but Luke, Luke tapped, for out, tapped out a little bit early because obviously Luke's got children <laughs> and he was like, I'm gonna go enjoy the, the hotel room by myself. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that's I, it, was like, it? I was Don't like I was like to him. I was like, we're old yeah. enough now to be like, nah, I'm all right. <laughs> I'm good. Let him enjoy uh, that. Let him enjoy it. Bless him. 100%. Lovely. Um, right, so we're gonna briefly talk about I guess Dan wants to talk about coaching outside of sessions and check-ins and what it takes to be that kind of coach obviously we've got to talk about the Olympics ending Whew. there you go that's talked about um either way <laughs> uh yeah and I thought we'd just have a little catch-up because there's been some tv shows that I've been watching um I didn't know whether Dan's uh, box set list has uh, grown we always gotta check in on that like popular cult- pop culture and all that my, my stuff that I've been watching is not pop culture, but yeah, pretty cool. Lovely, mate. But before we go into that, we've obviously got a hit our protein bars. And uh, I've got to take out, take out my Vizzo wine.
1: Of course uh, you have. Uh. So I've got, well, we've obviously been on the protein pancake hype, haven't we, recently? So I think this is the last flavor we've got to try. For everyone? Yeah, you, I ate I've eaten. One all. of them. One of the yeah, one of the last flavors to try just because we want to fill you guys in with this so that you, you can get the best flavours. I think what we've established so far is that they're pretty much all similar-ish tasting and that they're a bit sweet and they kind of taste like pancakes,
0: right? So <laughs> which well, is from a pancake, so which is actually pretty good. Well, yeah, <laughs> but
1: you say that you say that, but I wouldn't expect it to taste like a pancake. So actually that's pretty good. But um yeah. I got the caramel one just because I thought finish off the this I reckon this is gonna be the best one. I've got
0: high hopes caramel because it should be the best one okay. Caramel. So I'm going to have both of these but Dan can help me decide which one I'm going to have first so we have and I thought this was pretty weird it is an oatmeal protein pie um, it is an awesome apple pie <laughs> that's not going to be good pinaflex um, and it's they're playing pretty fast and loose with the term protein um, there's 14 grams per pie at three hundred and forty calories. I mean, that's that's awful, isn't it? That, <laughs> that is awful.
1: <laughs> that is nothing. Um, I can confirm the caramel is the best one. Is
0: it, it? Is the best Do you one? Think? Yeah, I knew it would be. See, see, Caramel's interesting. Such
1: a good taste though in pancakes. Though. That's that's the point, isn't
0: it? Yeah, because I think it probably replicates the most like syrup, right? I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah. So interesting. That's the one I haven't tried because that's the one my girlfriend had. Uh, Okay, it's good. I'm back. gonna get more of them. And then I'm definitely gonna get I've more got, of them. Definitely. I've got a pow, a pow cookie dough. Oh no! Is that plant based? Um. Uh, yes, it is. That's it is gluten free and plant based. So we we'll plant plant based loving fans. It's gonna be shit. It's gonna be shit. Watch. <laughs> so we got that. Looks a bit like turd. Um. So that's lovely. So mm. cookie dough, like normally, is pretty good, right? Uh, that's not going to be. I'm calling it now. Um, at least it's soft. Keeping my mouth. So at this point in the show. Both of us have taken a bite of this. So I can talk fine. I'm good. So the <laughs> next
1: one I'm going to try. That was so good, but I'm I'm going to buy some of them because they're really nice. Um, I think if you buy enough of them, they come to about two pound a pancake. I can. Just about justify that for the protein. Like, if it was just pancakes, normally I wouldn't fucking pay that cost one. But mm.
0: for me, you have to do a cost for gram of protein and it's actually all right. Do you know? So, um, with this, um, so you are kind of correct. This just tastes like the inside of a plant based protein bar. That's all it tastes like. Yeah. Um, it needs yeah. like the chocolatey outside layer. Um, but it does say eat on the go or bake into a protein cookie. I could see it being okay in a protein cookie. Or baked, basically, because it's that pea protein, right? Um, oh. So it's like 200 cows. Was it 12 grams of protein? Still nowhere near the pancake. Right. I've got
1: a. I've got a gym buddy's donut. A wow protein donut. 120 calories. 11 grams of protein. It doesn't smell the
0: best. Look at this, now. So this is my pie. That is literally. So if anybody's been to America, um, but also over here at l and N, Bakeries, uh, the big pink store, if you've ever been in London, um, they basically, a pie for them is two cookies and then a bunch of shit in the middle. Not really a pie. This <laughs> donut is fucking awful.
1: <laughs> but I had the other one and it was all right. I
0: yeah, had the other but- one and it was
1: all right. Do you know why? Yeah. I've realised what it is, look at the ingredients, right? It's because it's made with unsweetened apple sauce. And Ooh. like, obviously you can <laughs> chocolate apple. It's got a really odd taste. Really odd. Like... And smell and like that's not good. Does, I'm not even going anywhere near the rest. Does of does does chocolate and apple go anyway? No, it doesn't does it? it? Doesn't no. No, like... you get chocolate apples, don't you? At like at bonfire night and shit, but they're never good.
0: Like no, you don't get a chocolate. This apple. is just... you get a, that's a like a caramelized apple, isn't it?
1: Sticky apple, yeah. But some people do chocolate ones, don't they? But then like, really? I just used to eat the chocolate off it. But it's not mixed,
0: is it? It's just you eat chocolate off it. This it's is like if you haven't if you have an apple pie, you don't put chocolate sauce on it. You put custard no. on it. You need custard the texture equipment. of it, the
1: texture of it's good, Like The the feel it's not dry. It just tastes like fucking awful shit.
0: <laughs> good work, donut people. That's um, not good. So, but the other
1: one was alright. I remember the other one was alright. That's not. I'm not even going near eating the rest of that. That's just going
0: in the bin. So this want uh, a refund on that? This uh, oatmeal protein cookie pie thing I doesn't smell good. Does not smell good. No, it's um, not going to be. I'm
1: putting it out there now. It's not going to be. It's not going to be any apple pie product I've tried as a protein bar is just not good. Like the apple crumble grenade bar is shockingly bad. It's just not, yeah, it's just not a flavor you can get. It's just not a flavor you can, you can make. I'm sorry. I just don't think you can get it. (laughs) Your face is all (laughs) (laughs) that Just awful. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. I think that's what this tasted a bit like as well. Just, just bad. There's nothing I'm good
0: sorry, about it. How, how has that been commissioned
1: and gone? Yeah, also we'll that. Right, that's. I don't get that with some of these things. They just throw it out. And they go, "Oh, somebody There's protein in it." <laughs> you can't tell me they made more than one round of them. You can't tell me <laughs> that they sold them and got good reviews. You can't.
0: Like the, awful, the cookie, mate. the cookie's pretty bad, and then the shit inside it, like the apple pie crap, is just so weirdly. Manufactured and then quite quite again bitter at the end. I, oh, what is it? Oh no bueno, mate. Well, I'm gonna have to let you because I need I need like a, a coke to wash the taste out. <laughs> yeah. I've uh, only got that, water, and I'm like see what service we're providing here. See what service we're providing. We're putting yeah, ourselves
1: right. through this <laughs> so that
0: you don't have to. Do
1: you know what Definitely. I mean?
0: It's crazy. Protein pick and mix, discontinue the pies don't bother if that was chocolate chocolate, might have been all right but i understand that all right mate um so (laughs) moving swiftly on go you wanted to talk about check-ins and Mm. coaching outside of sessions you'll be in my ears but i'm gonna go get a a nice diet cola yeah so um me and
1: mike did our um our webinar in the in our facebook group more biceps more banter which you can join if you want to go search it on facebook um or it's the link to my bio on instagram to be fair but yeah we're doing a lot more sort of regular content in there now and stuff like that. but anyway um we did a webinar and we, we sort of asked the people in the group we said what do you want to know about like you know we'll give them four options and then we'll, we'll talk about it on on a, on a video and they all want uh, we had like 48 votes or something for um what We look for in check-ins and obviously a few of our clients kind of voted for it and that sort of stuff so we thought okay cool we'll go into what we look for in check-ins and it kind of dawned on me as we were kind of giving the webinar and going through it just how detailed like how much detail we go into and what we look for down to like what we track down to um, the qualitative quantitative data down to how we track that data down to what that data might mean down to all the other variables we have to consider when working with other humans and all this sort of stuff. And it just dawned on me that I think a lot of people go into fitness or online coaching or PT or whatever because it, it looks easy. Um, I think there's this perception where it's like you turn up, you write down your three sets of 10 reps and then you help someone do it so they don't hurt themselves. And then that's your PT. And then likewise, with check-ins, you get a video back from your coach that says, yeah, so we're going to drop calories a bit this week because, you know, weight stalled or whatever. And, like, the assumption is that it's just easy. And I think a lot of people go into it because it looks easy. And I think there's a perception that people change careers to go into fitness a lot. I'll be honest, they do a lot. Um, And I think it's because, A, they are passionate about fitness, number one. I think that's one of the things. But B, it's because they've had a coach or they've had some, and and they make it look easy. Um, And it only really kind of occurred to me once we were going through this webinar, just how many things we think about on a check-in in that, you know, 15 minute, 20 minute window, plus knowing your client over weeks and months and years in some respect, right? Getting a good picture together of these people as, as, as humans, as as family members to their family, as people that have jobs, as people who, you know, in fitness, all this sort of stuff, is that you're constantly adding to that, I suppose, image of this person that you've got in your head and, and what you believe is the best for them and all these sorts of things. But it just struck me that, I don't think people understand that or see just what goes into it. I think there's an assumption when you see a good PT anyway or a good coach. Of course it looks easy. Like I said to, to Tom, like much like when I watch the NBA, LeBron James makes it look easy. It's not easy, though, is it? He makes it look fucking easy, but I don't go, oh, I can be a basketball player now and be really, really good. No, I'm a shit basketball player, but I enjoy it, but I'm shit at it. Doesn't mean I'm going to try and become a basketball player as a job. And I think there's a bit of this because it is so accessible to so many people and they've had a coach or they've had a PT and they thought it was, it looked easy what they were doing. And that's, that's the fucking point. If it, if you've got a coach that makes it look easy, that's good. That I means you've got a good coach probably. Um, it kind of made me realize that I think that's sometimes maybe what influences a lot of people to do it. And I, I, I've had a, a few jokes with clients before where clients have been like, Oh, maybe I should just quit my job and be an online coach so I can, you know, just do what you do and work from anywhere and all this. And I've like laughed it off occasionally, but actually it's a bit, disrespectful because i think there's an assumption that what we do is easy and that it doesn't take much skill or much effort um and it only like i said i'm gonna repeat it again only dawned on me when we were looking at those variables and what we actually consider and what we think about that you realize it's not just watching a video looking at some numbers and going right drop calories this week it's all the decisions that are made before that and I'm, I'm sure that you know i remember being a, obviously being a pt but i think tom will be the same thing it's like yeah, you make your program look easy and it all flows and it all, because yeah, you're good. Like, but you also see the form police page and that doesn't look good and that doesn't look easy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, and it's that whole thing of, I just think some, I think there's some elements of it where I, I, I think it gets a bit, um, I think some good coaches don't get the respect they deserve or, or coaching good coach doesn't, it's sometimes disrespectful when people just think that they can be an online coach or think they can be a PT because it looks easy. It's like 100-meter sprint at the Olympics looked easy, didn't it? Didn't it? That looked easy. I guess <laughs> like the point. Um, so, yeah, I, and I think it's I think it's common. Like, I can think of a few people, like, who I, you know, followed on Instagram, or sort of stuff, who dabbled with it, and then now don't do it. And I think it's because of that. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, I think big it's time. That. There's I, think the, it's, there's, there's, I know quite a few. Yeah, definitely dropped out, and either have found it too hard, or haven't learned the systemized way of basically doing all those complex decision-making kind of tasks in a more natural way. Because if, if I, I do genuinely believe that some people are not built to coach. Um, and that, unfortunately, is the case. Um, doesn't mean they can still work in fitness. They can go do something else. But I wouldn't be like, you're going to be really good in front of someone because um, yeah we've we we have a, a full unit on coaching outside sessions and it is about interpreting kind of client check-ins what happens during a check-in how to kind of read somebody's body language what kind of language are they using are they kind of different tempos of voice and all that kind of crap and then we talk about stages of recovery and addressing sleep, sleep hygiene, sleep kind of patterns, napping mechanisms and behavioral changes through there. And then we look at nutrition and tracking data as the steps and working out, we like, just from the nutrition log, I can probably work out what happened to that person during that week. Or from their activity log, I can probably work out whether they were trying to preempt something or something happened during a certain amount of time. And then I know what the, the recovery mechanism is going to be. And I can kind of tell what the check ins going to be from looking at the log as well, that kind of stuff. So there's, there's all those little intricacies that happen in online coaching, I think big time, because you don't have the person in front of you as much, but then like what goes into making, Those snap decisions during a session, or for programming, for example, it did did bring me to um, try and see if I get it up because yesterday, obviously, I had my like uh, PT core gang, and uh, we were discussing programming, and one of the tasks at the end, um, checking screen program activity, yeah, was uh, to basically answer a bunch of questions and. there was quite a lot in the activity, but it's all about blending, like programming, working through it. And then the last thing they were like, we're truly honest, but like none of us managed to answer these what we think correctly. And they were like, can you just answer them for me? Like for like the group, right? They were like, we want to know what you would do. We don't want to know what each other would do because we're learning. It's like we don't want to know what you would do. Um, just from a brief screening notes and stuff like that, I had like five questions. It's like, what will your tests be to retest and add in, uh, into week four and six, for example, I'm sure Dan sets out little tests and stuff like that, that he will think from the data that he's been given or the behaviors he's had, there'll be certain things he'll be like, that's going to be tested in weeks four to six already, um, in a miso. Then number two, and I was just like, yeah, this, 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 this. Um, is what I'd look at because I want to see whether it's got better or whether I need to start like plateauing this or moving away from this goal. Uh, what goal would I give Luke to start out with? Which people always uh, always get annoyed with me by this, I think, because I give a lot of people the same goal. Nearly, I'd say, 95% of people will have the same fundamental strength movement goal for the first four weeks. Like, what? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah they're not losing shit tons of weight like i don't care i talked about this
1: yeah i talked about it on the uh, (laughs) i nearly i nearly posted i nearly posted this on my instagram story actually because on on the weekend i was writing i wrote three programs up at the time of Mm -hmm. writing the story i wrote a program for an american football player i wrote a program for a pt and i wrote a program for a gym newbie and i said that fundamentally they were all pretty much the same program Like the principles are are the same. I was like, because whenever someone works with me, there's a way I go about things. And it's like, I want you to be able to do these movements. I don't care what you think you've done before. You're doing these movements in this Mm -hmm. order. And I want to do these sorts of things. They didn't all get the same program, but you you wouldn't be able to tell. You would, actually, you would, Tom. (laughs) Most PTs wouldn't be able to tell which one was for which person. That was my point, was like, shit PTs wouldn't have a fucking clue. They wouldn't know. I I could look at it and know, you would look at it and know. And a good PT, a smart one would probably know. But it's the point is that the fundamental principles of movement is is good movement. Good movement's good movement. Don't care who you are. Don't care what your sport is. There are certain intricacies that as you go through a program, you will develop, like with that American footballer, we'll go more position specific, but it's like the first six weeks, mate, nah, just move well. Show me you can move well. I want videos of this, this, and this. Then we'll move from there. You're coming to me because you're, in a position where you want to improve. So you know what you're doing isn't working. So let's do our. (laughs) like, It's just funny how like, I think people assume that they have to make it super specific from day one for each of those clients. Like, no, no, they all, they all do the same pretty much the same fundamental principles, which is as we talk about, and as you talk about explicitly on PT core, it's that there's a squat pattern, a hinge pattern, a push pattern, a pull pattern. There's a unilateral and a bilateral of each version spread over the weeks of that training. I think they all have three days a week, I think it was. So you, you know what that's going to look like, right? You know already, you know roughly what that's going to look like. Yeah. And yeah. it was just one of those things where yeah. I was like, that's, that's just the foundations of good movement. I don't, like, I don't care who you are. That's, so I, I literally, yes, if you're, you know,
0: just before this podcast, I posted up a little thing for a two day a week program. Um, and it was just like, if you're only training twice a week, we have 12 movement patterns. Guess what you do? All of yeah. them. <laughs> you've got six per day. That's what you're doing. Easy. Like, it's so simple. It's insane uh, where you fit on the spectrum. Yeah, different. But you've got to make the decisions as coaches, and it's not. It's not easy. We make it again look easy, but we've got that knowledge base. But um, everybody starts around there. But guess what? If I was training Dan, so I was training Mike. Guess what? their their, their phase ten programs probably look quite different but their phase one programs probably look quite similar. Um, and yep. they gradually get further apart as they go. They all kind of start in a very similar place and they get further and further apart. So, and then that kind of alludes on to my question three was what is the goal that the client will be moving onto in MISO phase two? So I asked them to write a, basically a phase one, what would they do? Um, and what would they be moving into phase two? But that's obviously predicated of what you were testing and what you think they're doing. But I also uh, purposely gave them two test results, which I hoped that they would be able to look at and be like, all right, he probably needs to do this. I did also predicate this by saying the coach decides the goal, not the client. So you have to decide the goal based off the results. And it was a counter-movement and uh, non-counter-movement vertical jump. Those were the, That's the, the uh, performance test I gave them. And like uh, a couple of like anaerobic tests of like just you know interval things. But I was hoping that that was kind of a a red herring. But I thought they might look at that a little bit too much. I wanted them to look at that, the non-counter movement and the counter movement jump. It's something I assess with most of my clients nearly every month, just to guide whether I'm going into more power-based or strength-based programming. Literally it, like every single month, somebody's going to do that test and I don't have to do it completely f- like thoroughly, but if, if there's a big gap, guess what? They're doing strength-based programming. If there's not a big gap between the counter and non-counter movement, then they're doing more plyo bounces and kind of recovery and athletic movements. Um, and it's really, I'm like, they're like, why? I'm like, it's that simple. Literally those two tests dictate a lot of my stuff. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, and how would I progress from week to week? uh they were kind of like oh one of the things as well little coaching tip um because obviously they're seeing some of my plans and um if you online coach with me in the next i think i'm opening up in like three weeks so september time look out for it um if you coach with me in person i actually only write two sets in the first week i write two sets to complete for each movement and each exercise. And people were like, well, that's not enough for load. I was like, correct. But in week one, I only write two sets because I have to allow for coaching time because you'll be coaching that movement far more in depth in week one than I am doing in week two, three, four. So therefore I can put more sets into those ones. And it's, it's a nuance that people don't really understand when they're doing a new plan in personal training again that just it's just through experience as well and it's like hang on a minute that makes more sense doesn't it it's like i'm probably going to take a set away from that person that they could probably be doing because i'm coaching it at that time because i'm going to have to go through it um, and that will, and that will also allow you to
1: build volume up quicker so it's like yeah in the short term one (laughs) set lower on one week (laughs) yeah you get to four
0: sets within four weeks right so yeah and i'm like trust me that one single set in week one not gonna kill them like that's not you're not losing your gains don't worry it's absolutely fine and like if you're really worried about it i'll chuck it into esd because i know i've coached it really well and they're gonna be able to do it at a lower capacity there it's absolutely fine um so that's like a a little coaching little tip there realizing oh maybe tom and dan know what they're talking about um and then (laughs) we don't we don't (laughs) (laughs) and then what would i progress from like month to month and that's usually dependent on goal um and then i because we 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 discuss so goal setting is a big one isn't it but i think a lot of people don't really get so we have like three in terms of the end of a meso so we ask for i ask for a client to uh review they have a, like a bunch of questions and they just give me a review how they think it went all that kind of stuff then but then i also review the data of what i think they should be doing what i think they the basis they should be going then i want to learn what they think they should be doing and then i disregard that totally um no we take yeah, it into account. Yeah. <laughs> and then we come to a joint decision them. joint decision on review so that is the best way i think because i think i remember putting a post up um or like a story up and there were so many people thought the most important em- important factor was enjoyment of session and enjoyment of training i get that but we do want to work hard every now and again and that might mean having a goal for a month that people are like oh really like they might hate esd for example like guess yeah, what like me you're doing it yeah dan's doing it i even i used as an example in uh the lecture yesterday as well the uh, Workshop because right. um, we were talking we were talking about um, there's something in uh, athletic theory called the work capacity model um, created by uh, Mark Verstegen. you know who Mark Verstegen yeah. is the yes. uh, founder of Exos pretty big company does yeah. all right um, <laughs> does all might right know, might, know a, two, might, might, might know, know a thing right. or two mightn't he might know a thing or two but the work capacity model and how it's butchered across the world of uh, PT in terms of resting protocols to work protocols on energy system development, so like interval training, and how, yeah. believe it or not, um, you're meant to rest up from either one to two to three times what you work in terms of the capacity. So you're trying to maintain work capacity.
1: Nah, no, Tabata, mate. No, Tabata. <laughs> not, not trying to well. demolish <laughs>
0: it. Like, I don't understand the whole thing. Like, yeah, you're going to work for a minute and then rest for 30 seconds. Uh, no, it's, it, the science says you should do it the other way around. Um, so work at the higher intensity and then rest for a longer thing, because that's gonna be more beneficial. Don't nah, 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 do that. But then I then um, and one of our students, Sam, was like, "That's what Dan's doing, isn't it?" it was like, "Because I was like, oh, how do you address?" I might trust them into throwing into some like overhead presses or some different movement patterns with in that resting time. If I feel like they're a good enough athlete, I will extend it by a factor of one of work but i'll let them do that and they're like is it like the training that dan's doing i was like it is exactly the training that dan is doing right now and, and i bet anecdotally he will say he feels better for fucking doing it um so i was like a times better. <laughs>
1: also as well like you you it's amazing i always find doing it i've obviously i've been out for a little bit with a bad back and fucking intercostal on shit but already one week back no. in already the second time round, doing the second week i'm like this is easier than the first yeah. easier, away. <laughs> it's amazing how, how adaptable your body is and like i i, I found it this week um I think it was yesterday's one i've done before and i was like wow this was easier than last time i remember like you know and i and I, I wear my apple watch i'm looking at the heart rate stuff as well which I, to be honest looking at i think is fairly accurate from what i can tell when i'm working and that's sort of obviously good enough. And my heart rate is definitely lower. Like I remember the numbers. Like I remember the numbers because you remember when you look at it. For fuck's sake, I'm yeah, dying yeah. here. And I think last time <laughs> around it was near like 170 at the peak, and then now it's near 161 or whatever it was. It's like you know, and I felt it. As so I felt like, I was like this was harder last time. And um yeah, like I said with my programming, it's it's one of those things where it's like yeah, the energy system stuff it's hard. And then you you know you're doing a 300 meter run, and then it's like yeah, so now you're gonna do Z press as well. It's like Fuck off! Why? Uh, it's annoying, but it doesn't impact that ability to recover from the running necessarily. Yeah. Um, it's just annoying.
0: I was <laughs> like, "Fuck if, off!" Uh, I just um, want to sit down. You're like, "No, no, you can yeah. do it because like the musculature isn't actually fatigued. It's your fucking lungs yeah. that are going, and you we just wanted to put you under work capacity. Yeah, it's crazy, but uh, hopefully that kind of shows that all of the check-ins, all the coaching outside, all the programming. we actually think about yeah we don't just write oh yeah dan's doing three three sets of eight but why is he doing three sets of eight what's the backstory Hmm. why is why is that the movement pattern that he's done why have i changed it slightly why have i given him two sets or three sets or four sets or five sets or something like that why is it paired with this um Why is it particularly on that day? Is there something that we're happening? What data have we taken through activity or nutrition or sleep or whatever, whatever else you record, um, all even though we might not write it down next to when we're doing it, all factors into certain decisions that we make going forward. Um, to be as proactive, but coaching as a necessity count is quite a lot of reactiveness. Um, because we need the data to, to drive those uh, decisions, right? Oh, so, and always fucking fall back on your data, Jesus Christ! If you don't take any bullshit, then you have no idea what you're doing. Literally, hey, peeing. We've all, seen it. we've all seen. We've all seen those trainers, into the wind, peeing into make the wind, on totally the spot. No idea. it up. Like if you're not taking data, you have no idea. I'm sorry, like. You can't do it. Nobody can remember that shit. You've seen a waiter when you're standing there, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, I can. I will remember that. And too many people order. And then like, you like, "You need to write this down, mate. Guess what? Same fucking thing happens every time you have a coach. Like they need to write it down. Um, yeah. Nobody's like, what do I have? Like 10 in-person clients, maybe seven. I can't remember. I know vaguely what they do, but I don't know their session plans. Don't know where they're at. I'm like, and you shouldn't,
1: and you shouldn't. And that's the thing is, like, I, I <laughs> Like, honestly, the amount of times I've written a program for someone, and then a couple of days later, they've sent me the, a message to say, Oh, Dan, just a couple of questions about a few of the things you've written in, just to make sure that. And I always said to them, so you send yeah. me a message. And, um, and I have to go, and I have to send them a voice note back, and I'll send them a voice note, let's say, for example, I'm by my computer, and they'll ask a question, Oh, what's this mean? I'm like, Oh, that's what this means. And then I, they say, What's this mean? I go, Hang on a minute, I need to check your plan. I check on it. Yeah, and yeah. like, you'd think after two I've just written it the weekend. But it's like yeah because when you're looking at the, at the the person and the assessment and all these things you you just make that decision but it doesn't mean i have to memorize it like i've done it for a reason it's all there and it's just it's like you said it's funny you, you, people would assume that you should know and it's like no because i don't hand out the same plan to every single person <laughs> which is what other people do um so yeah it's just funny isn't it how um and i look back at the plan and go, there's a reason i've done it but i don't know yet i can't remember without looking at that person's assessment again that's why I've done that. That's why you're doing it. You know, a, a raised, you know, front foot split squat instead of rear foot. That's why you're doing front. That's why it is. Yeah, I remember now. But it's just funny how, yeah, people think you should just know this shit off the top of your head. Like no, I like, said so oh, even right. you with seven clients, like you can't remember all that shit. You know, <laughs> rough, you know roughly how well they move and certain things, but you're not going to memorize what fucking movements and exercise they're doing each day and how many reps and what weights
0: they can lift on them. Like, I'm, no I'm not. I'm not re- memorizing like cable weights. That's the worst. No idea. Could. What do they even mean? Um, uh, I think know half of them even mean stuff. <laughs> they change it. depending on brand and where you're going. You're like, no, no, you need Crazy to man. add both of those together to equal that. And I'm like, what? Why? who made this decision? <laughs> it's an awful decision to make. Like, why would they do that? Stupid. Um, stupid. Yeah. We've like the the Watson lap pull down they have at the Marlebone Club, and it's just numbers. So yeah. guess what I did? Worked out the way of them worked out the weights and wrote the weights on <laughs> because <laughs> I was surprised. like so pissed off I was like seven I don't know what a seven is I have no idea like fucking give me the weight seven what? what seven was it 35? 35? Was it five? Yeah five kilos I was like you could work it out five pretty easy box. but people are thick so yeah mm. um <laughs> stupid alright mate um Brilliant. so let's round this out let's round this show out with um TV shows is there anything what stand watching?
1: Uh, one thing that we, me and Laura have watched recently, which we quite enjoyed, which is a bit of a guilty pleasure because it shouldn't be as good as it is, is have you seen it on Apple TV called
0: Ted Lasso? Oh, right. I think I watched the first three episodes. Yeah. I didn't quite get into it. I forgot to admit. Oh, we, yeah.
1: we, 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 it's really nice, like easy watching. You don't have to, find it's an easy to watch, watch about yeah. it. Yeah, and it's like about an American guy that comes over to take um, charge of of an English football team. And Laura normally wouldn't fucking watch it at all, but it's not really about the football, as weird as that sounds. It's not really about that. Mm. Um, And just some of the characters in it are really quite funny. and, And it's like, it's not that, it's not that like laugh out loud, like hilarious, oh my God, I can't breathe type comedy. It's more just like, you go, oh yeah, like you get a little chuckle every so often, but it's really easy to watch and like something to unwind to. It's quite nice. And that's got mm-hmm. a second series
0: out at the moment. So we're watching it's, that. It's got the, it's got the guy who the, in is it the Indian Asian guy? Um, the, uh, he plays the kit guy, is he? The kit man? Or yeah, the kit guy. guy? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant he, guy, he, he has a character that he does because he's a comedian by trade isn't he yeah. the uh yeah. the the teacher character he does on like eight out of 10 cats sometimes so fucking okay. hilarious if anybody yeah. youtube him and he does like some he does like piss takes of like he he like sings like the Jurassic park theme tune uh as well <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous and he does like a magic thing where he just constantly fucks up um as well yeah, it's, yeah. it's so funny it, he's yeah he's he's really good i enjoy him um, but yeah, we've been watching um nine one one. And it is the most American thing, American drama, and it's so stupid. Uh <laughs> is it it's one of those 9- dramas in America where it follows the same pattern in every single episode? Yes, like same... <laughs> yes. Basically, I really want to do a drinking game to there's it. There's like
1: some know. car chase, there's probably some car chase at the start. And then, like, there's something else happens. Wait, like, you so think they've this, got you, and then, he, oh no. And then,
0: this oh. this one is all about the fire brigade. So it's all about the fire service, and then every yeah. single time, I always ask like Chloe the question. I'm like, "Why the fuck are the fire brigade being called out? I don't understand. Why are they there? There's <laughs> no fire. Why have the firemen, paramedics been there? Why, where are the ambulance guys? Like, why are the police and the ambulance people not there? But, but I, uh, so one of the students that my people is actually a fire firewoman, and she was like, "Yeah, we actually get called out the most." And I was like, "Do you?" really (laughs) she was like yeah so could they take and change the load of restrictions based off so the fire people have to come and like break into places now and the police aren't allowed to do that um i was like oh so you have to like just a force of entry and all that kind of stuff you have to do it not the police but in america it's basically it's like the overacting class over there like every single person in that in that thing (laughs) overacts to hell it's like oh my god and like so far fetched kind of things happening, like a baby kind of like the car like flips over, and then the baby managed to end up in a tree, hanging on a branch, like in yeah. the, cover the car seat, yeah. perfectly fine, just having a little cry. But it's yeah. up there, and you're like, what is it? So there's the there's the series, there's four series of like nine one one fire service or whatever it is. It's on um it's on Disney, weird. Um, and uh, we've just moved on to the most recent one, which has got Rob Lowe in it. So it's, it's obviously got a far bigger budget, um, but it's about like a fireman who uh, has been made to go from, he was in the 9-11 stuff and all of his people died, but he didn't. And then he got asked to go do the same thing down in Austin, where the whole fire service died at some explosion. So really sad, but then he tries to build it up and all this kind of stuff. But really weird. I mean, you'll, you'll know this, Dan. Um, they made it slightly too kind of He's a metrosexual man from New York going to the roughneck of Austin. And they're obsessed about his hair, like to the the kind of weird extent, like they've made it too much of a thing that they keep going into it. But yeah, if you really fancy a stupid watch and you like those kind of dramas, uh, I think it's quicker. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, we watched um most did we watch? We watched on Apple TV as well, the other one. What's that called? Um oh, it's got that Rafe Smalls Spaws, Rafe Spaws in it. Um expecting, no, I don't know. It's about a couple that are trying to adopt a kid. They're trying to adopt kids. Um quite again, quite like comedy, like sl- like not like again, not hilarious, but just like occasional chuckle and stuff, easy watch. Um, which is quite good. And then the other one on Apple TV, which is good, is the Good Morning Show. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Laura started watching that and I kind of got into it. It's quite interesting. It is good. Yeah. Quite, yeah. quite topical, I suppose, with what's going on, and like, or has mm. been, than recently. Um, uh, yeah. I don't know why we've got into the Apple TV stuff. Like, it's just, uh, I think we've got a free subscription for our phone. So we're like, oh, I see if we've got anything good. <laughs> and, of course we, and of course, we still fucking pay for it now. Of course, we do. Now we've seen <laughs> um, trying to think of what else there is. I watched, um, there's a new series of Man Like Mobeen on um, Netflix, which is again, like stupid little comedy. It's kind of half funny. Um, I don't think what else I've watched. Oh, uh, Last Chance You. Uh, the basketball, we talked about that, didn't we? Uh, You've talked yeah, about that before, about the American football.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I watched that again. That was really good. Um, for, for, no, Isabel. It, really. for
0: Isabel, me and Chloe watched uh, Luca. Oh, for Isabel, was it? Okay, cool. Yeah. So, we, so I can yeah. talk to you about it. I'm, I'm still trying to get her into Star Wars. It's not happening yet. Still trying really hard. You can get her into the, the cartoons. Well,
1: yeah, because it's on Disney. So it's like the Clone Wars. Yeah, and yeah. Sort of stuff. So Those like, are yeah, really good. She,
0: she'll, probably, she'll probably prefer... I mean, I've watched all of these, just FYI, guys. Uh, the Clone Wars and all the cartoons. Um, and if you think snob or I'm only going to watch the movies, get a life. The cartoons like season seven of the Clone Wars. Some of the best theatrical Star Wars like, that has ever been made. Hundred and ten percent, so fucking good. It's insane. It's for that bit, probably for adults, really to really pick up to it. But she'll probably yeah. enjoy uh, Rebels. That's more kiddie, um, but it's quite good. Okay. Um, but yeah, Luca was nice. It was a good, nice little hearty movie. What's yeah, it about? Seen... Oh, it's 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 like one of the like animated Disney's, like a uh, kind of mylarry kind of thing. But it's um, um... I've seen it yet. Um, but it's in a set in an Italian village, and uh, it's about these sea monsters that want to be ex- like this little kid wants to just come up and get accepted by the, the village and learn. Uh, but yeah, she'd enjoy it. I think she'd, she'd probably enjoy it. Right. And then what's the last one I watched yesterday was uh, <laughs> uh, The Secret World of uh, Chocolate. And uh, it is basically about uh, the history and competitive nature of all the co- chocolate companies <laughs> and oh, how right. they reacted to different chocolates that came out. So like uh, when obviously Dairy Milk were the the, the big guys of everything producing the most, they have total like market share. And then Roundtree brought out the Yorkie and then took like 40% of market share against the Dairy Milk, apparently from the Yorkie. And then they were talking about uh, ga- when Mars came out with their galaxy and brought that. And then a dairy milk basically only created a wisp- the whisper as a big fuck you to Roundtree to get their aero because they brought out the Yorkie as a fuck you to do that. So really interesting. And then um, oh. they talked about they talked about Thorntons. Um, so obviously Thorntons of like a meteoric kind of rise as the high street retailer. And then when they started kind of having to sell stuff in stores, they didn't want to. But the guy who co-created Fauntins went a bit crazy, and because uh, Hotel Chocolat came out and started taking their market share, and apparently he went into a Hotel Chocolat store and started like smudging all of like the uh, the truffles and stuff in the store. <laughs> he started like ruining no all the chocolates. The guy who owned it, it went a bit mad. Um, yeah, interesting. Apparently they're the new one on crisps next week. So I'm gonna watch that.
1: <laughs> I just think of them, Thornton's. I haven't seen anything of them.
0: No, nah, they. Um, I thought they. I don't know if they got sold or they got. They went bankrupt. Yeah, they're still a. Uh, they're still a. still a company. They do chocolate delivery direct to your door. Find yeah, the store. I think. I think they. I thought they closed all their stores. I think they probably uh, recoiled. Oh. Uh, yeah, they have, I think, massively. So, yeah.
1: There's a one in Trowbridge. as a, a franchise store, mm. Trowbridge. Yeah. Um, very strange. There
0: they're not go. quite as good. But yeah, I'm looking forward to the crisps one. So I'm assuming it'll be like Walkers versus like Golden Wonder, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. And also, I never knew that Roundtree were the people who did Yorkie and Aero. So obviously they're owned by Nestle, right? But the, actual, the company, yeah. the chocolate company, is Roundtree, and you just say Roundtree, you hear, you hear, you hear fruit pastels. right? Yeah, I thought that's all they fucking did. That's why,
1: yeah, jelly tots, don't forget. Uh,
0: yeah, all right, Sorry, Classic. you love fucking jelly tots, <laughs> don't <you? laughs> do, mate. Put them in the fridge uh, or the freezer. What do you do? Put in the yeah, yeah fridge. which is fine. Okay, beautiful. All right, mate. Uh, any other business? Not from me. Not from me. Go check out nine one one. Look at how ridiculous the stories are and uh, please over overact. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys, and we will catch you uh, next week. See you later.